0: um, we're going through this short series on community. The, uh, the strap line is, um, practicing the way slide will come up behind me in just a second. And that, that's a theme. The practicing the way is something we're going to keep digging into together as a, as a community over the next, I don't quite know how long that's going to be, but there'll be elements where, the Lord is highlighting and he's highlighting community for us in this season as we step into this new year. And uh, I said to Ben, wherever he's gone on the way down in the car this morning, I said, let's be very easy for these these practices of drawing close to Jesus to become um, like a, a burden that we're going to lay on you week after week and say, you really should be in community group. You really should be in community group. You really should be reading your Bible. You really should be praying. You really... Please don't hear any of that. If you hear a should come out of my mouth, you have permission to slap Nicola. That would be absolutely fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's not about you should. It's about this incredible, glorious privilege we have to step in and making the most of the invitation to be his, his kids, to be his family, to be amongst the people of God. Um, I want to share with us all a, uh, a significant disappointment of mine at Christmas. Uh, It's a real first-world problem, this one. But um, in the Christmas season, I, uh, our our family, had been looking forward for years, wondering was it ever going to happen. And then finally, it happened. They released Avatar (laughs) two, and we thought, oh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. Cannot wait. The first one came out in two thousand and nine, and ever since then, we've been. I'll not do any bloopers. Promise. Okay, you you may not want to see it after this, but we've been waiting from 2009. We're like, come on, when's it gonna come? When's it gonna come? And then it came, and I, you know, I was so excited. We bought even you know the premier seats at the Empire Cinema. It was like really going, really going to town. And for nearly three hours, I sat there and was like, oh, oh, because the first one was so darn good. Anybody seen the first one? Like one of the greatest movies, I reckon, of the 21st century so far. Amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. Um, if you've never seen Avatar, this is, the first, this is a picture from the first movie. Brilliant. And do you know, it was so brilliant that after its release in 2009, a whole swathe of mankind who went to see this movie came away and they were suffering from something called post Avatar depression syndrome. Seriously, it's a thing on Google. I believe it might be true. That people, that people went to see this movie and it was so amazing that they then compared their own lives to what they'd just seen. And they were like, my life sucks. <laughs> like, this is just awful in comparison. What was it about Avatar, the first one, that really caught the world's attention? Well, the first thing was... There, this is if you haven't seen it it's basically set on a planet that is habitable that has its own atmosphere it has this most incredible vegetation the creation on uh, on the planet pandora is absolutely outstandingly beautiful vibrant colorful interactive glorious and then there's the people who live there. They are the Navi. They are the, 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 the blue people. They've got tails. They've got pointy ears. But in every, many other ways, they are kind of just like you and me. And they live in this incredible community where children play amongst the adults. And there's generations together. And they interact. And they love one another. And they love their planet. And they are they are succeeding on all manner of levels. And they are deeply, profoundly connected to one another. Their greeting is not just hi, Barbara. Hi, It's it's so much deeper than that. It's, I see you. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And it's not just, I see you sitting there and you're wearing a blue and black top. It's like, I see into you. I see your heart. I see the beauty of what has been put into you by the divine power that we all have in common. I see you. There's the connection. Yeah. And so people watch this movie, they saw the depth of relationship. They saw the beauty of a network of, of, uh, of a community of people who loved one another, who were for one another, who were loving their planet and enjoying all of its incredible beauty. And they walked out the door and they got back in their car or whatever it was they did. And they just suddenly realized, oh, my life ain't like that. I'm so alone. I'm so fragmented from society. This is one of the scenes from Avatar where a guy becomes a man in the, in the society and the whole community gather and they lay hands on one another towards the center where this guy is being received into community. Reminded me of baptism. We had it last week. You know, a couple of people got baptized and we all gathered around and prayed for him. And there was something so beautiful about the community that was portrayed in Avatar 1, that you know, our expectation of Avatar 2 was just way too high. And the reality, of course, is that even the greatest stuff that humanity can create is a far cry from the beauty of what our God, what our Lord can do. And I think what happened with Avatar 1 was it just scratched that little bit of the human soul that said, this is what you're created for. And in a, in a remarkable way, it highlighted a, a great chasm in humanity as a whole. And we, the church of the living God, have that. And yet we have more than that, because that ain't real. What we experience here when we gather, when we worship, when we get in one another's lives, when we pray for one another, when we hear one another's stories and we share one another's burdens and we, and we see God breaking in and, and sustaining and giving breakthrough and healing and providing and restoring and transforming. When we see all of that, it, it does something to us. Our Christian lives were never meant to be lived by ourselves. Excluded, set aside, individualized lives. That was never his intention. His intention is that we gather in a profound spiritual community. And receive the nourishment of his life into us. Every day. Every moment of every day. That's what his that's what his his glorious plan is for us. And so please hear my heart in what I'm sharing this morning is that our drive at the moment to encourage us to be in community is not uh, you really should. It's look at what God has provided. Look at the avenue of his glory that he is inviting you to step into as you rub shoulders with, and get into the lives of people around you. It's profound, and it is beautiful. And as I've thought about it this week, and I've thought about the many, many relationships that Nicola and I have enjoyed in this community over the years, it's just struck me again and again and again. That person just brought me so much life. That person's story touched me so deeply. What this individual is seeing in their workplace because of the influence of the kingdom of God on their lives. That is spectacular. The way God answered that prayer, the way he healed that person, the way he intervened and brought restoration when all it looked like was hopeless, desperate brokenness. It, it, is, it, it takes a black and white picture and turns it into multicolor, technicolour. As we get into one another's lives. So this is the invitation. And I want to help us understand well why is it why is it that community is so powerful? And just to to kick us off here, this is where this is one of the passages we look at this morning in Mark chapter three, you see Jesus affirming what his community was meant to be like. Because in first century Palestine, in the Jewish culture of Jesus' day, the most important relationships before which every other relationship would take second place was my family. Father, mother, brothers, sisters. This is is the group that I will have primary allegiance to. Now, often that family was quite an extended family. But nonetheless, biological family was incredibly powerfully strong. And what Jesus does in this particular moment is he actually turns that pretty much on its head. And he's giving us a message through this that says, your spiritual family is where the true life of my kingdom is going to flow. So Jesus' mother and brothers hear that Jesus is off teaching in a synagogue and he's causing a lot of trouble. And they basically come to the conclusion he's out of his mind, and they're going to go and get him and take him home and smack his bottom and tell him to be a good boy. All right? That bit's not in the Bible. But they turn up here, Mark chapter 3, verse 31. Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him at the temple, and they stood outside, and they sent word for him. And somebody said, Jesus, your mother and your brothers are outside, and they are looking for you. And Jesus replied, Well, who is my mother? In other words, who am I primarily defined by, related to, where does, where, does, where, does, where does life flow to me primarily from? Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? And then he looked at those around him. He looked at his disciples. He looked at all those who were hanging on his every word. And he said, look, these are my mother, my brothers. Anyone who does God's will will is my brother, my sister, and my mother. And what he's doing in that moment is he is affirming one thing. He is saying community is massively important. But he's saying of primary importance is your spiritual family. Are you connected to the source of life that flows to you from your Christian brothers and sisters? And and that's his provocation to us today. What is your primary identifier? Jesus says, your primary identifier is you are a child in God's family. And he wants life to flow to you because of that. We have it on our website, our homepage. We are the family of God in the presence of God, displaying the glory of God. This doesn't mean that we're it. it doesn't mean that Community Church Bishop Storford is the one. It just, it recognizes the fact that you and I are part of something absolutely, astoundingly bigger than us. We have stepped into a global family from which we draw life, into which we pour life. That is our call. And as the world sees that community, they go, wow, my life doesn't look like that. I certainly don't have the life flowing into me that that you guys have. What is it? What is it about you? couple of verses um, that show us, well, here's what it is about us, okay? In John chapter 14, verse 23, Jesus is speaking and he says, all who love me will do what I say. My father will love them and we will come and make our home in each of them. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, if you've given your life over to him today, God himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit has chosen gladly to come and take up residence inside of you and make you their home. Yeah? So when you look at the person next to you and you look in their eyes, you can say, wow, you've got your father's eyes. The father himself is sitting in the person next to you, looking at you. If we believe the Bible's true, which I think we do. 2 Peter 1 verse 4, Jesus, not Jesus, sorry, this is Peter. He says, God has given us great and precious promises that enable you to share in his divine nature. So we, just from these two verses of scripture, and there's plenty more, we've got this incredible mystery revealed to us that As followers of Jesus, God himself dwells within us and we share his divine nature. Now, please don't go out and try to be the Messiah. that, That job role is taken and Jesus has done that very, very well. But believe this because it says it in scripture. God dwells in you. His spirit is alive in you. And because of that, you share his divine nature turn to the person next to you and say, you look divine. (laughs) Looked like some of you needed to hear that. But this this is why, this is the reason why our spiritual community is a source of life. Without the living God dwelling inside of you, actually, the best you can be is a decent person. The best you can be is a kind human being. But, As a follower of Jesus, suddenly the game has changed. Suddenly, the possibilities of what you can pour into the people around you has just exponentially increased because you carry the spirit of the living God. can't remember where I am. It's all good. good. Thank you very much. Yes, indeed, so in two Corinthians chapter five, verse sixteen and this is this is where this is where that revelation becomes a, a reality. Paul says in two Corinthians five verse sixteen, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, he was just Jesus, he was Jesus. The carpenter's son from Nazareth. He was a good bloke. He could do some good things with wood. But Paul said, we've stopped looking at him just as another human being. And this is the invitation to us. And this is why community breathes life into our bodies and into our lives. Because when we recognize that if we gather on a Thursday evening or a Wednesday evening or whatever it is, and we gather in somebody's front room and we sit down together over a cup of coffee, the possibility is not simply that we will share about the kind of week we've had. The possibility is that out of Nicola's mouth will pour truth that has been revealed to her from Almighty God, which I need to hear. And as I respond and process some of that, Al will hear it and be like, wow, that, that brought life to my my spirit as well. And, and suddenly, before we know it, our Thursday evenings over a cup of coffee become spiritual life. Meat and drink. The stuff that changes us. So that we walk out of the door of whoever's house we're in and we go into work the next morning or we get on the train or whatever it is we do. And we do it not just in human strength, but we do it because we have been supernaturally empowered to, by meeting together by the Spirit, by the presence of the Spirit of God. It's, it is that powerful. And I want to help us see why it is so powerful, what, what difference it makes when we walk with people who carry that life of the Spirit within us. Obscure little passage from the middle of Psalm 78, and you may never have seen this before. What I want us to do is to have a quick read, and then I want to walk back through it in reverse, okay? The men of Ephraim, though armed with bows, turned back in the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant, and they refused to live by his law. They forgot what he had done, the wonders that he had shown them. Now, let's go in reverse order and let's see why it's so vital to be in one another's lives sharing the truth of who God is. So the last little stanza, they forgot what he had done. They forgot what God had done. The wonders that he had shown them. So if we are amongst a people who are living that active, vibrant essential life with God, there will be stories that we will hear from their lives. I think of stories I've heard this week, interactions I've had with people this week who've been sharing some of the struggles, some of the difficulties, and some of the triumphs that they have been going through. One lady talked about how her son was involved in a head-on accident and he miraculously walked out of the car absolutely unscathed talking with another couple who have, are facing a complicated diagnosis. And yet, honestly, I came away from that conversation so uplifted because of their absolute rock-solid faith in the goodness of God that he is going to hold them and he is going to provide for them. And, I, you know, they thanked me for meeting with them. And I'm like, honestly, it's such a privilege. Such a privilege. You see, we, we start... We, we, earlier in our in our meeting, we were, we were singing that incredible worship song, um, Waymaker. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. And it is phenomenal. I love it. I love it. I love it. But when you are in people's lives who are carrying that testimony as a fresh offering, and you, you sing Waymaker, and you can look somebody in the eye and go, I know that God just made a way for you where you didn't believe it was there. And when you look somebody in the eye, when they are able to say, he is the miracle worker and I will believe him for that and I have testimony of his healing and I have I've, you know, multiple, multiple times where I've seen God be God like no one else can be God. Miracle worker, promise keeper. You know, I, I, I look around this room and I, I, I see people who have held on to the promises of God for their lives and who have ordered their lives according to his promises, even though those promises have not come to pass just like that. But he is the promise keeper who will not let you down. And when, when you share that journey with someone, you know, we're a, we're a very results-oriented culture and we love to see the immediate Answer, 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 answer. But there is so much strength that pours into you when you walk with someone for five years, seven years, 10 years, and they are still walking and they are still trusting. And there is, there is testimony in the process of his constant goodness and his absolute trustworthiness. And he will not let you down. And he will not walk away from you. And he will still have hope for your situation when you have lost all hope. And you come away from an interaction like that, like a million feet tall. Light in the darkness. And I I know some folks here who have walked through dark, 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 darkness. And it's been just nothing but privilege to sit, to chat, to cry, to pray, and then to worship God as the light dawns and his breakthrough comes and again, he has proven himself to be who he is. That's why, you know, we sing a song like Waymaker and I, I just fall apart, basically. It's, it's so incredible. But it's incredible because of community. It's all the more incredible because of community. Otherwise, it's just something that Natalie sings here and we all think, wow, she's amazing. But when, we, when we've walked it with people, becomes more than amazing it becomes life-giving and this is what he invites us to we're pretty much done it's a it's an easy obvious question to put on the screen at the end of this this morning but and and you know which one i want you to choose don't you you know nobody, nobody wants to choose social isolation we've had enough of that as a nation to you know last us for centuries but there is something that God's inviting us into as we start 2023 of that intentional embracing of family. Intentionally saying, you know what? I am going to take God at his word and believe him that as I extend my arms and wrap those arms around some unusual people who I may not necessarily choose to be life, to to be like, sorry, let me just start that again. (laughs) When you, when you engage in spiritual family, those people may never be your best friends, but they will be a source of life that God has designed for you. And so it is, it is a, an act of faith to say, Lord, me and this person, we may never actually really have a huge amount in common, but you've put us together. And therefore, I will trust you that as I invest in their life, and they invest in mine that we will both grow. Okay? So, can I just invite us to stand for a second? I just simply want us to pray. And just close your eyes for a second. And it's a simple question that I want you to ask the Holy Spirit. And it's, what, what would you have me do? Where would you have me connect? What relationships are you giving me that are going to breathe life into me? And he may well just be bringing a few things to your mind in this moment. And it's a simple step right now at the end of this service just to say, Lord, I will, will choose to follow your guidance. I will not live in isolation and try to do it all by myself. So Father, I bless you. I bless you. You have been so present amongst us today. Your, your presence has been tangible and beautiful. And we love your presence. And Lord, we recognize today that you extend your presence to us through the people that you have placed around us. So Father, lead us into deeper relationships. Lead us into life-giving relationships that will draw us closer and closer to your throne so that the world will look at who we are as your people And just be spellbound at what they see. Come and do it, Jesus.